episode 401. Thank you all for listening to episode 400. The pod goes on family fight. I am champion, co-champion, Gray Lamarck, here with my co-host. Um, family feud, not Richard Dawson Kister because of COVID, co-champion, Bear Cup. Uh, not Steve Harvey. <laughs> you can say Ray Combs, but. Right. Yeah, right, right. The uh, and, and no Cody. This is going to be the first of uh, many shows without Cody since he took his new job and uh, he's on already. second shift. Yeah, I know. I miss him already. I'm waiting for the argument. Man, two different Americas. We didn't even get to mention that on the last show, but we did have a fun time at episode 400. Watch some UFC, watch Money in the Bank, had some good food, had the neighbors come over for a bit. You know, Cody was there. Cody Jr. showed up. He made it almost to the main event. Yeah, he was close. He, <laughs> he was close. He, he was close. But it, it was a good uh, good couple of things, Money in the Bank and, and UFC 276. We'll talk about both uh, later on in the show. And Pasadena Parrot's going to show up later. Just got himself to California. So he'll hop on in a bit. But we got to thank some people. Thanks to Wes Anderson for a moment's time. Check him out on Facebook, Wes Anderson Music. Give him a follow on the Twitter, at Songs by Wes. Thanks to All Work Clothing, first sponsor of Over the Line Podcast. Thank you, Brandon. Visit allworkclothing.com. Mention Over the Line Podcast. He will hook you up with that deal. Thank you to Crandall's Quality Landscaping. Give Sean a call, 419-704-5471. Serves the Toledo and surrounding areas and not. Uh, he doesn't serve Pasadena Barrett. Thank you, Sean. Thank you to Sparty Steve, who made an appearance at our uh, episode 400 celebration, brought a uh, Sparty wife, and uh, they had a couple couple of Steve Weisers with us and uh, had some of the had some of the wonderful ribs that Cody made and uh, just spent some time with us. So thanks, Sparty Steve, for, for coming out. And last but not least, Connell Barrett, DatingTransformation.com. Yeah, he did not make an appearance episode 400, slacker. <clears throat> But um, you need to make sure that you get to Amazon.com and buy his book. Dating sucks, but you don't. And we say buy. So get that credit card ready because we all know you got Amazon accounts. And in the meantime, while you're waiting on the Amazon book to get there, make sure you go to DatingTransformation.com. Mention Over the Line Sports Pod and get that free consultation from Connell Barrett. I heard he's going to be traveling here soon. I think he's going to be in the Chicago area coming up here Um not exactly sure when, but I think here in the next couple of weeks um, for a quote unquote consultation. So he's traveling for work. He's doing the deed. Wasn't over the line sports reference, but that's okay. That's all right. So over the line podcast still has uh, the wonderful support of Connell Barrett. I'll be in Chicago myself in August, first week of August, me and Pasadena Parrot will be there. So uh, maybe we'll, we'll have a run in with uh, old Connell Barrett. He might be gone by then, but we'll see. Uh, so thank you to Connell. All right. So we got to get into the show. We're going to start right off with trivia uh, as Jeremy. We don't want him to wait too long. And we haven't done this in a few weeks. So Bear, what is the uh, update? Not since standings? June 8th. It's been a month. <laughs> wow. So updated standings. We have Gray at 86, Cody at 46, Myself at 49, Dub was 65, Parrot was 6, Brano was 0, Shiv was 0, and Peapod with 4. All right. So Jeremy's going to give us the old questions here. We'll get the old chat box open and uh, see what we got. Poor Cody's going to stay at the same number. Too bad he didn't get to 69. Let's still get more than Parrot. Oh, yeah. Parrot might get a few tonight. Well, he's probably not. 
I'll be eating Skyline chili and watching AEW to honor Cody. <laughs> <laughs> Hear me throwing shots when Cody's away. <laughs> I love it. And Cody can't respond. Wimbledon for this year is getting close to the championship. So let's honor the great spectacle tonight. Which male tennis player and female tennis player has won the most Wimbledon championships all time? Two points for each correct answer. Right? This is a tough one. I know. That's what I All right. I think I'm good when you guys are ready. Like, I, I don't know if it's just too obvious. Mm-hmm. I'm going with the obvious one. Me too. Same. The problem is, even though they're obvious, there's like two or three others in both categories that you could guess and say that could be that person too. And I wouldn't be shocked if they were. Yeah. I'm ready. All right, three, two, one, and go. All right, we got Federer and Serena, Federer, Serena, and I put Nadal and Serena. I have a feeling Djokovic. It's going to be Djokovic. Yeah, Novak. I was like, it could be him too. Federer and Martina Navratilova. And that was my other one. So I had Navratilova as well, and I actually had Hingis was my other. So, all right. Yeah, that's so, why I was like, is it too obvious? Cause, but then I was like, yeah, Martina, I know she wants I wonder, to Serena's got to have then seven or eight. Right. Yeah. So two for each of you guys. And for wrestling, three-point question tonight. These brothers defeated Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins on October 14, 2013 on Raw to win the WWE Tag Team Championships. Like this is a trick question. <laughs> um, I don't think I watched wrestling from 2010 to like 2015, so I have no fucking idea. I was gonna guess. Yeah, this is a complete guess. He never said that they were real brothers. Right? Exactly. That. That's exactly the way I'm looking at it too. <laughs> All right. Someone returned around. (laughs) Yeah. Right. You guys ready? Yeah. All right. Three, two, one, and go. Cannon Undertaker, Cody, and Cold (laughs) Dust, Steve Hunt, and Bubba Ray. (laughs) We all. There's only only one set of real brothers here. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. It'll be the Bashams or some shit. Cody and Goldust. Nice, Doug. That was a three-pointer, too. Oh, man. He's catching. He's coming after you, Gray. So, yeah, 50. 70. Oh, shit. (laughs) Damn, Doug. He got got five points tonight. Better take another couple weeks off. (laughs) Can't (laughs) let him catch up. Awesome. So, thanks, Jeremy. That was some good Good questions. Such good shit. Sad to see Rudy go as he was one of my favorites, but Danny Ainge working his magic already. Can't remember the last time a team gave up that much in a trade for one player. And Baker to the Panthers, we're going to get into that. That's crazy. Two of the top QBs drafted in the same year now competing for a starting job. That's all I got. See you guys next week. So let's just go into that. Uh, you, You mentioned it today to us. Baker 
traded to Carolina for a fifth could potentially be a fourth. Yeah, conditional fifth could potentially be a fourth, and the Browns are paying for half his salary. They uh, decided <laughs> to do both. So um, a win for the Panthers here, um, and you now don't have to start Sam Darnold, so you've upgraded a quarterback, um, which upgrades then DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. And Robbie Anderson said today after stating he doesn't want Baker that they have no beef. Um, and you have Christian McCaffrey back there who – you know, Baker is going to be able to show a little bit of his um, what he can do because I mean, in all honesty, he handed the ball off a lot to Chubb and a lot to hunt because he had good running backs and he could do that. Didn't have to throw a ball, throw the ball a lot. So, um, you know, I, I think this upgrades Carolina for sure at quarterback. He Baker is a better quarterback than Sam Darnold for sure. Um, so I, I see, you know, I think that kind of ups Carolina's offensive potential this year um, that a lot of people don't really aren't going to really think about. Stay here, uh, stay healthy. I mean, I, he only got hurt one. I mean, he just he was hurt last year and it was a nagging injury. I, I really think that they probably could have kept him out for. Um, I think they could have kept him out probably for a couple weeks and he would have been fine and let him heal up. And they didn't do that. And that's kind of what I think the downfall of everything was, in my opinion. I have a feeling that'll come out somewhere. I just don't like the way they handled his injury last year because I really do think that if they would have let him sit a couple of weeks, let him rest up, everything would have been fine. Um, but pre-injury, I saw somebody, um, one of the one of the fantasy football guys I follow, showing his stats um, pre-shoulder injury, and I mean he was top seven in the NFL, I think, in nine out of the ten major categories. So, uh, oh, yeah. he can if he can do that, then Carolina is getting Carolina is going to get a treat here for a fourth mm-hmm. for just fourth round. I mean, it's not bad. Yeah, I mean, uh, Darnold will be traded or released, um, so Coral will be the backup. Man, come on! What about Philip Walker? Huh? What about Philip Walker? Well, you drafted Coral though. I think wasn't Coral a fourth or third round pick? Yeah. I think so. You get rid. You get. You get rid of. I mean, that's. You get rid of Darnold. I mean, yeah, Walker came from the XFL, right? Yep. Yeah, I think he was with New York. He, uh, New York Generals or something like that. Um, no, he he actually no he started a couple games for Carolina two years ago or or last year. Wasn't bad actually, but um, no, Coral will be the backup. Darnold uh, will be released or traded. I don't know what you're going to get for him if you do if you do trade Darnold. Um, but uh, the Browns, I mean, if, if we're done with Baker, I can transition to the Browns. I mean, Jacoby will be the uh, starter. Jacoby Brissett. Um, not a bad quarterback, by the way. Uh, no, he's not. He's not a not a bad quarterback. Um, he just doesn't do enough. Yeah. Right. He's not great, but he's not bad. He's not bad. Um, he's good for this situation to be in because I don't know how many games Watson will be out. Um, I think it's going to be a year. Some people are saying I've heard six. I've heard eight. I've heard ten, and I've heard a year. Yeah. I've heard so many different so things. Just wait. I'm just planning on a year. I th- I'll give you my prediction right now. Browns go uh, six and 11. Um. Seven and ten, I think, at best. Um, but uh, 
but yeah, at least, at least Baker, at least that drama is over with. Yeah, I mean, it was unnecessary drama. It never should happen. Baker should still be the starting quarterback in Cleveland, and Jacoby Brissett should be his backup, and Deshaun Watson should be on the Texans getting suspended. Absolutely. But last we're here, um, and Cleveland made a bad decision, and it is what it is. Uh, they think they can win, and maybe they do, and maybe everyone forgets about it next year. Um, but it'll be it'll be interesting. I think you could be right, Dub, but I think they could flip that too. Um, you got to remember that they still have a top three running back. They still have a top ten defense. I was going to say eight, but a top ten defense as long as they're healthy. Yeah. Um, so. If Brissett can just not lose the game and be a game manager, he can be boring as shit like Alex Smith and win him games. It's okay. It don't matter. You got to remember, it does not matter in the NFL. If you win 17 to 14, who gives a shit? A win's a win. You're not playing for style points in the NFL. You're playing for wins. And with defense and with a running game, you're not going to need Brissett to throw a lot. So, um, you know, if they stay healthy, I think that that seven and 10 could flip to 10 and seven. If they can win close games, that'll be, you know, that'll be the big thing. Um, you got to remember that Pittsburgh is probably not going to be that good this year. Um, the Bengals. Yeah. They made it to the Super Bowl last year, but you know, how do we know that's not a fluke? We've seen that happen a lot in the NFL, right? There's a lot of parity, so it could be a fluke. Now they have a very star-studded team, a great offense um, and a decent defense, but their defense isn't anything to write home about. So I mean, Burrow, if Burrow gets if Burrow gets hurt, the Bengals are donezo. Oh yeah, simple. Yeah. If Jamar Chase gets hurt, um, you know, can Higgins step up? Is that one? And then who else is there? So there's a lot of questioning. And then in Baltimore, I mean, their defense is always solid. But what Lamar are we going to see? Are we going to see last year's Lamar? Are we going to see 2020 Lamar, who had about an MVP campaign? Um, and is Dobbins going to be hundred percent coming back? I mean, is Hollywood Brown going to be happy? Cause I didn't, wasn't there some shit that went on with him in the off season? So, yeah, I mean, there's just, I think there's a lot in that division and you know, you, you never know. They could squeak out a division win at nine and eight. They really could. They really could. I mean, that's what the Bengals did last year. I think the Bengals, didn't the Bengals win the division nine and eight or did they win 10 and seven? They were ten and seven, but you got to remember too the Browns beat them both games. That's right. I thought they were nine and eight, but um, but yeah, if where yeah, Waldo Pittsburgh, speaking of Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, if they don't have a good season, um, Tomlin's never had a season below five hundred. Yep. Um, we'll see what he can do. I mean, yeah, without Big Ben. I think uh, I think Pickett gets the. Uh, I think well, no, I think Trubisky will start. Pickett will be the starter by I think I'm gonna say game three, four, and then we'll just see. Yep, I think Trubisky plays all year. So, Not a bad take. What's up, uh, Pasadena Parrot? How are you? Doing good, honestly. It's nice, nice weather out here. Got nice views. We got some shitty hotel people, but we're getting through it. Uh, yeah, you're what seven o'clock out there in Cali. 
Is that what it is? Yeah, it's think seven. <laughs> I don't even know yet. Still uh, getting acclimated to this new time zone I'm in. Yep, you've gone East Coast, Central, Mountain, West. You've been all over the place. Traveling yep. Parrot. You got, uh, just real quick, you got a show tomorrow? Is that your first show? No, so I'm counting in the show tomorrow. It's the some festival at the Roseville. I'm just counting it in, and then I'm done. They're shipping all the stuff back. So I'm going to go to the Dodgers game tomorrow night, and then um, I'm going to drive down to San Diego the next morning and stay there, and then the next show's the 10th. So and I just got to count that in, and then I'm going to head back to Texas to fill the trailer up and head home. At home, yeah, you'll be here for a couple weeks, and then uh, then I know you'll be with us for Elton John, and then you and I go out for a little bit of fun, so that'll be good. Yep, and I'm going to Faster Horses when I get home. There you go. Uh, that should be good. And just real quick, I just found out on the on – the, I was reading stuff on 13ABC. If you are an Amazon Prime member, I am one. Uh, I don't know if anybody else is bare, you are. Uh, you get Grubhub membership for free for a year. Zero zero dollar food delivery on orders over twelve dollars, and uh, order food in more than four thousand cities. All you got to do is visit Amazon.com/slash/grubhub to activate the deal. So just for our uh, our friends here, just so you know, that uh, pretty pretty neat kind of thing there. Wish I would have known that four minutes ago, and I just ordered delivery food. <laughs> Yeah, you got it. If you, you got the prime, I do got the prime, but I didn't know that I'll have to make myself a Grubhub account now because I've been using the Uber Eats. Oh, there you go. Here, real quick, because uh, we did have some trivia questions. I'll I'll give it to you real fast. You got to spit out the answers as quick as you can. Uh, Wimbledon, who has the most Wimbledon titles, male tennis player and female tennis player? I mean, my my best guess would be. It's going to be Federer and Nadal. That would be one of my guesses for the guys. Well, I'll give you Federer. What about the female? So two on Federer. Serena Williams. I don't know. That's, that's my only. That's what I thought. Martina Navratilova. So you get two on that. And then this one you won't know, but I'll ask you anyway. Uh, these brothers defeated Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins on October 14, 2013, to win the Raw Tag Team Championships. The Hardy Brothers. That's that's a fourth different set of brothers. Not a bad guess. Yes. But <laughs> yeah, we had uh, uh, Dub had the right one with Cody Rhodes and Gold Dust. Bear had Undertaker and Kane. I had Bubba Ray and Devon, and you had the Hardys. So four different guesses. So there we go. Um, we just talked about Baker. Let's get into golf. So first off, before we get into PGA, uh, Live Golf had their their second event this past weekend. Am I correct there in stating that? Yes, that's correct. Was, Second one, and Brandon Grace won. He won a little over $4 million. Uh, his team was second. He won. And uh, so he got $4 million for the win, and he, I think, he got 250000 for finishing second, his team. So that the, he won – what did they say? He won more there. The most he had ever won in a whole season was like $2 million. So in three days, he doubled that. Yeah, um, and I guess there's been – uh, stuff going around about if they're really winning this money or if it's coming out of their guaranteed bonus. So um, there's not been anything on that, but there's been a couple of the guys who've come out from um, who've been investigating it and have been saying that these guys sign X amount of money um, 
let's say they sign, you know, let's, let's take DJ, for example, he signed 125 million guaranteed. So when he wins this 4 million, it comes out of that. Comes out of the guaranteed money. Yeah. So that's, that's the rumor. It hasn't been confirmed yet, but that's what a lot of people are saying that's been in their contract. So it'll be very interesting if that is the case or not, which kind of, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's still a bunch of money and you're still getting it, but you have to, you know, you have, obviously you have to play for that, which is what it is. So um, we'll see if we'll see what the truth is on that. So the, so these guys like Brandon Grace, who probably doesn't have guaranteed money, he's just winning money. Oh no, they all, I'm pretty sure they all have guaranteed. they all have guaranteed money. Just not as big as like DJ. Who got the bigger the biggest deal? Was it Phil? Yeah, Phil. Uh, I don't think they came out with, but I think they said it was around 200. Bryson's I think was 125 as well, so he got the same as DJ. Um, those are your three top. What about Brooks? They don't have not come out. I mean, they just came out with Bryson's numbers, so Brooks is probably going to be a little bit further down the line. But I bet he, if DJ and Bryson both got 125, I bet Brooks got 125 as well. I wonder what the uh, what the shark signed for. Greg Norman. Well, he's one of the bosses, right? In the uh, president. Yeah. Uh, he signed for another Masters loss. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so let's get into – do we lose the – no, Parrot's there. But um, let's get into Jolf, the PGA Tour, you know, the one that, that uh, doesn't have blood money. So let's share the old screen here and uh, talk about Jolf. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Barbasol Championship. Yeah. Dubbed no. we're doing the Barbasol. I'm like, no, nah, it's the Scottish. Yeah, we're doing, we're doing the Scottish. Um, yeah, the John Deere last week, um, always a tournament that is in play every single year, usually a week before um, the, the British Open, but this is two weeks before. And uh, JT Poston uh, went wire to wire, ended up winning. So good for him. I think that's his second win on tour. But uh, very happy for JT Poston, always been a stand-up guy in the PGA realm. So that's always good for him. So great to see him get a win. Um Dub and Gray both had Saif Thigala, who finished 16th, um, who shot a 74 day one and just made the cut. I think one above the number and ended up getting 16th. Coming, I think he shot like 65, 66 on Dude. the weekend up there. Saif was plus three Thursday. He yeah. had to go minus six on Friday to make the cut. Yep. I thought yep. he was done. I was like, fuck, we're screwed. I'm, I was happy to see him because I had him in a lot of DraftKings lineups. Um, but, yeah, once I saw that, I was like, oh, boy, that's going to be a rough one. And he ended up coming through, getting a 16. Um, Adam Shank, my boy, shot a 78 day one and withdrew like a little bitch. <laughs> Cody picked the wrong tournament and picked Seamus Power, and Seamus finished 30th in his tournament, so we gave that to him. Parrot didn't pick, so Parrot got Parrot Potter Jr., so he got a cut there. Um, and we're on to the Genesis Scottish Open this week, where the um, LIV golfers can play in and also will be playing in the Open Championship next week. Um, this is the first time that the Scottish Open has been on the PGA Tour ever, which is awesome. It's always been a European Tour event, so it'll be really cool to see this course and get you ready, uh, time zone wise, for the Sky or for the Open Championship next week at St Andrews, which we will discuss again next week. But take time out of your weekend to watch it. It is the greatest course in the world. The most historic, the oldest, the best. You have to watch at least one round, an hour. I don't care what it is of the tournament next week for the Open Championship. It's going to be amazing. I mean, this is golf's history right here. This is everything. 
This was supposed to happen in 2020, got pushed back because of COVID, obviously. And last year they couldn't play because they already had um, they already had their venue lined up. So they're playing it this year. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a great tournament. And Eldrick's got a chance to win. But first, we digress. We go to the Scottish Open this week at the Renaissance Club in Scotland. So, Gray, you are crushing everybody. Yeah, I just, I just, I just looked at that. I am two hundred and forty-eight points ahead of second place, which is you. So, uh, there's still there's we've seen chance. There's a chance. It's an outside chance, but there's always a chance. Um, I I was going to ask you tournaments left. I was yeah. See, so anything could happen. I was going to ask you, but I haven't missed a cut. Knock on wood. I'll probably miss one this week in a while. Uh, in the last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, Be 10, bold. 11, 12. In the last 12 tournaments, I've had one miscut. Dub's been kind of doing the same thing, too. He's only had one miscut in the last 12, but he's not finished better than 16th. So that's kind of his, his issue. But question for you with St. Andrews, if we were in Ireland, would we be able to play that course? No. Because, because it's in Scotland. Or Sorry, if we were in Scotland <laughs> – would we be able to play that course? Yes. Um, I think it's a semi-private sort of deal. It's probably about 500 bucks to play, but yes, you can definitely play. No it doubt. Would be, and it would, it would be worth it to do one time in your life. It, it's a, it's a bucket lister. Um, it's 100% a bucket lister for me. Um, of course that I could play, right. You can play pebble. Um, you can play St. Andrews you probably will never play Augusta that you have to be invited. You can't pay to play Augusta. You have to be invited. Um, these courses though, you can pay to play. So that's, it's a bucket list course of things I can actually play if I really wanted to one day. So hopefully one day I'd be able to get out there and do that, but well, we'll shoot, we'll shoot for episode uh, six or 700. We'll try to make <laughs> a trip out to uh, yeah. maybe that's what we'll do bear. For uh, for my old uh, the year of my fortieth birthday, we might have to make a trip out to Scotland and play some golf, and uh, just take a trip with the boys. Dub, you'll be forty by then, so you got to go too. Parrot will be, you know, maybe thirty, a little over thirty by then. <laughs> Get our trip out to Scotland, play uh, uh, St Andrew. That would be really neat. That is definitely a bucket list. It'd be awesome to see Scotland too. Like, yeah. No, I mean, it would be, that would be, you know, the European thing. It'd be cool to do. No doubt. Yep. All right. Yep. So, um, uh, Cody picked Tommy Fleetwood, who is actually also who I am going with this week. I'm going to take old Tommy Fleetwood and, uh, hopefully he does pretty well this week on to bear. Yep. Tommy's been the popular pick the last couple of weeks. I mean, I'm sorry. He will be the next couple of weeks is what I mean to say. Um, but, he has let me down so many times over in his neck of the woods here. So I'm just, I'm done with Tommy Fleetwood, um, but not a bad pick either. Um, he could definitely win. He'll definitely be in DraftKings lineups for me, but you know, I think there's just too much pressure on him sometimes. Um, I, like I said, I'm, I'm behind, I'm behind a lot. So I have to finally start playing the top guys that, um, you know, gray has gone through and played already. So we got to, <laughs> yeah, I gotta, I gotta make sure I get him though. And, um, you know, a guy who just won two weeks ago at the Travelers, he just played well at the um, Pro-Am that they had out there. Um, Xander Schauffele finished second out there. So uh, I'm going to pick him this week here at the Scottish Open. Hopefully he can get me a, a win. I'll try to go back-to-back wins because I got another ringer coming in next week. 
Um, so hopefully Xander can get me something here and uh, get me a little closer to, to gray. I'll, uh, I'm going to definitely use Xander in the coming weeks, probably at the end, the tour championship. Uh, I think it was my pick last year. So not this year. Bryson D champion is going to be Bryson D loser. Uh, Cause he's not getting shit this year. So yeah, Brooks is neither. So it comes down pretty much to uh, me and Cody for <laughs> who may and Cantley is not playing that great. So, yeah, I mean, we're going to, we're going to see. And uh, next week, yeah, I, I've got a guy that plays there. Well, uh, makes sense on who I took for next week. So we uh, we will see how that goes. Uh, Mine no. I just got a guy that can make a lot of fucking birdies. So who would I gotta I would have to go through your list. Dub, who are you taking by the way? I gotta look at your list. Um, you take Scotty. Yeah, you took Scotty. I took a guy you already took. It's a guy I took. You already took him. Well, you already took Brooks. You took Rory. Oh, it's gotta be like Cam Smith. Did I already take the uh Shoufle chef? Xander Shoufle? Uh, I don't think you have. I don't see him on No, no, I'm not going to pick him now. Um, oh. Thanks for asking, though. Well, since uh, since we well, got hey, your, I got I'm preparing since, for next week. Since we got your preview uh, already for next week, Bear, you can see who I took. Yep, he was a guy who I definitely thought about. So, Sugar Shane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but who? You, yeah, who you got, uh, Dub? Give me uh, Ryan Fox. Sexy pick this week. I don't like sexy picks of guys who aren't on the PGA tour, but um, he definitely is somebody who can make some noise here. So he's going to play against the best and it'll be a good warm up for him. I, my thought process this week, just if you're going to play DraftKings, is Ryan Fox. And I don't mean this dub in a negative way. I think he's going to miss the cut this week just because he is so heavily like everyone's talking about him. And I think next week at the open championship, he's going to do really well. Just my just my opinion there. I respect your opinion. <laughs> All right, Parrot, you haven't made a pick in well a week. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go with Morikawa. I didn't see him on my list of people I've picked from my little phone. So as long as I have not picked him, I'm going with uh, Colin. I think he has. That was another guy I was gonna pick for the uh, open next week, but seems to play good on link style courses. Yes, he does. That's a good that's a that's a very good pick, Parrot. Colin. Next two weeks, I bet he goes top ten, top ten if he doesn't win one of the next two weeks. Hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well we'll we'll see how that goes. Roll up a little bit. I want to check something real quick. Go ahead and check. You haven't taken Colin either there, Dub. Yeah, I have. Oh yeah, you did. You're between Seamus. Right Sung Jay. Yep. And you got a two from him. Nice. I'm still riding my not going to win a tournament this year, but just try to keep dominating. I'm going to be the Mark Martin of. Uh, and and Parrot, Parrot has two tournament wins and is going to finish last. That's because he didn't pick like six weeks. Well, uh-huh. Let's see. One. <laughs> no, not many. Only three. One, two, three. Mike uh, Ware is. Four. Mike Ware is Parrot. Parrot. I've been, Parrot Kokrak, don't forget about oh, yeah. that. Parrot Kokrak. Parrot. I've, I've been home three days since May 24th. Eh, but yeah, it's a text message. You just got to send it's, it. It's in. a simple yeah, text. I got, yeah. I got to look shit up while I'm driving and shit. Nah, like nah, you, 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 I know what you do. You don't have to vent that often. <laughs> yeah, I don't. No, you're don't, don't, 
Mr. Nah. Robbie in the lobby likes I get I get a speech every day about it. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm sure you do. Poor parrot. every day. Poor parrot Parrotson. Oh. Uh. All right. So, uh, by the way, I just signed up for the old uh, Grubhub, and uh, you have to get rid of it in a year. It's nine ninety nine a month. That's not bad. Not bad. Grubhub and Prime. All right. Moving on to uh, NASCAR. This past week, uh, Tyler Reddick got his first career win. That was my pick for the week. Uh, so kind of little padding to my lead over Bear. I know Bear has led me for the whole year up until last week. And then uh, I know you had Christopher Bell who finished 18th, which was the next best finisher in our pool. And uh, uh, then Kyle Busch, 29, Bubba Wallace, 35, and Loris Heisemans. I couldn't even I couldn't even come up with a last place thing on that one. That was just so bad. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, um, I didn't get to watch much of the race. I know Chase was up there quite a bit, ended up finishing second. Um, but Reddick looks super fast, so good for Tyler. Finally, has it, and it just world keeps spinning, man. That's another one in there. I think now that's thirteen different winners, if I'm not mistaken. So the playoffs are. The playoffs are getting there, man. Um, it's pretty good. I think Bell had a couple bad pit stops in there from uh, what I what I kind of saw and, and read. So that stinks, but that's all right. All right. And then um, this week, where are we at? Hotlanta. Atlanta this week. Fast course. course Very track. fast. Yep. Still on golf. Yeah, it is. A, it is a course, a track, uh, whatever you want to call it. Um, and you're leading this too. 11. Yeah. 9, so yeah, I think I'm only. Uh, let's see, two twenty-seven, and I think you're you're pretty close. Two fifty, yeah, twenty-three. So only twenty-three point one race. I mean, yeah, that's what it's been though. We, I mean, honestly, we've done that a lot where we've gone back and forth. I had six and thirty-one, yeah. and then a thirty-five and sixteen, and an eighteen and one. So yeah, I mean. Yeah, because how many weeks right here? Six weeks in a row we picked the same guy. <laughs> yep, yep. And you got yeah, – I mean, it's too bad. People should listen. I mean, we've had a lot of winning NASCAR picks. We've had one, two, three, four, five, six weeks where someone has – six separate weeks we've picked a winner. And amongst all of us, five, six, seven, eight, nine wins. Mm-hmm. That's the best we've done in a year. So Yes, it is. We're, we're doing well. Um, for picking – can't do that way. Um, this is one time picks through this first. So people got to remember that as well. Very impressive. Yep. So this week, uh, I'm taking a, a top driver who races really well here. I am going to go with Mr. Your championship bear, Ryan Blaney. I would like him to get a win this week for my championship because it's starting to slowly fade away. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I am going with a guy who here has finished first and second in his last two races, Mr. Mr. Kurt Busch. That's a good loves pick. This, loves this track. I like it. Uh, we, I heard we got uh, old Bubba Wallace from uh, – finally he took Bubba Wallace for Cody, so that leaves old Dub on to his pick. I'm taking someone who needs a good run bad, and that's Brad Keselowski. He finished um, – everyone was kind of giving him shit about he, – he races on Atlanta, but not with RFK, but he finished 12th here in the spring because I picked him. 
Um, and people are saying he didn't have a good race, but yeah, he, I mean, he, he could do it. He's, he's the veteran that can do it. Needs a good run. I'm looking at the standings right now. He's 30th in the standings right now. So yeah, he needs a win. He, he ain't making the playoffs. He needs a win. I need, uh, where'd Ryan Blaney finish this race? Did they race there earlier this year? Yeah, March. Yeah. Blaney finished 17th, but before that he was first and fifth the last year. So we'll see what happens. He led 15 laps at that race, but something must have went wrong. Who knows? But uh, Parrot, who you got? Yeah, so I was actually, that's what I was actually going to take was Ryan Blaney. I didn't see him on my side. So I'm going to go. Yeah, you took him. Yeah, took him in first race. First race. Sorry, I was scrolled down a little bit. Yeah, you took him in week one. Well, let's go with, um, shoot, we're taking William Byron. Uh, I don't think you have. Fair enough. We're going with William Byron. William Byron, if you were paying attention to our show, he's going to finish second this week. Because Parrot has a second with Kyle Bush, a non-pick for a last place, a second with Kurt Bush, a non-pick for a last place, and he's going to get another second with William Byron. When Parrot picks, he actually does pretty well. I mean, it's just uh-huh. four, six, and then had a few bad weeks. Well, he didn't pick those weeks. And then he had Ross Chastain for a win, had Truex for a fourth. So he got Truex. Well, we gave him Truex. I see that because he we gave him last place there. So he actually had Truex twice. So or just noticed that is what it is. But yeah, follow the parrot. Parrot somehow is in third place and hasn't picked for the races. So way to go, parrot. So win uh, for some. Yep. All right. So as we switch over, well, let's switch over into wrestling. Uh, Parrot, I took your what your traditional thing is, so I actually made sure you had points because I know you you're sticking with this philosophy the entire year. You've already said it. You said yeah. go down the line, go left, right, left, right, left, right. So I did that. He's got Bianca, yeah. TBD, which was Riddle, Lacey, Natalia, Usos, Bobby. So he got four points on his his old uh, left, right, left, right, left, right. So. Uh, just, uh, we'll talk about it, but updated standings real quick. I'm at 68 parrot, 59 Peapod and bear 57 dub 54 Cody 53. So we'll see parrot if this left, right, left, right pays out for you, uh, later on this year. But, um, we, we sort of half watched this. I know, I mean, Bianca, we knew was going to win and, and dub called it in about four minutes, which was right. Pretty much. Uh, we had the, the women's money in the bank, which opened the show and Liv Morgan, your pick bear finally paid off. Liv yep. got that win finally much deserved and, uh, leading back in further into the show. We knew the Usos. I mean, well, we didn't know. We thought the street profits might turn, uh, Montez turn heel. Nothing happened though. The Usos ended up just winning and, uh, winning the titles, keeping them. And then we had Bobby Lashley beat theory clean. clean. And then Theory got added to the men's money in the bank. But before that, we had Ronda Rousey and Natalia. Ronda won, but then Liv cashed in her money in the bank, immediately got an ankle lock put on her, but then just uh, rolled her up for a win. So um, I know you guys are thinking Ronda's probably done. I just think she's going to come back as a heel. You're you're probably right. She's, I don't think she's done. She'll, she'll be back. Yeah. And she'll probably be a heel at that point. Um, 
and then uh, the the men's money in the bank. I don't know who else was was he just because the TBD ended up being um, uh, Madcap, right? So who was Omos? Omos was in it, wasn't he? Yeah. Oh, so he was the eighth guy because there's only six six guys in a TBD. So then uh, Austin so just added. Yeah, they must have just added him as the eighth. Dub, did you watch that? That you guys weren't watching. We had well, we couldn't meeting. hear it. Yeah. Yeah, Adam came, Adam Pierce came out and said, "Why not we raise the stakes because we're in Vegas and we'll do it. Uh, we'll raise you. We'll have seven or whatever he phrased it. We'll raise you an eight. And then uh, that's when Theory came out. Yeah, which uh, Gray and I both said, yeah, we should probably take him because we called this, but we decided, nope, we're going to stick with our picks, and that's what happened. But we really did pick the winner on that. We knew. We knew once theory lost, we said it right there. We all said it right there as, oh, well, he's somehow going to get money in the bank. Um, we didn't change our pick, and that's fine. There's We're not playing for money. It doesn't fucking matter. Um, but, yeah, we kind of both knew theory was going to win that once he uh, was entered into that. Yeah, and then you look back at that, and you just wonder, you know, does this set up Super Cena to come back and fight theory? Does he challenge him for the money in the bank briefcase? Um, I'm hoping, I'm hoping, which I don't think is going to happen. I kind of hope Theory um, won the title, which he won't because he's not beaten Roman, um, you know, uses it some way. So what I think is going to happen is, yes, I think that um, something's going to happen at SummerSlam where Cena is going to, um, he's going to win the, he's going to win money in the bank. He's going to beat old Thunderdome Rome and get his 18th and break 17th. Seven, sorry, 17th and break the record because um, Flair's record will be broken by John Cena. He is the company guy. That is a fact. It will happen. Um, it's just a matter of when. So are they going to do it at SummerSlam or are they going to kind of hold out and wait a little bit? But it's, it's definitely going to happen. Or does he get, you know, what would be fun, though, is if somehow Cena just is going to fight Roman beats Roman and then the money in the bank is cashed in by theory on Cena because it keeps yeah. Roman safe. And, you know, mm. somehow they get Cena in against against Rome. I don't know how they would do it. I don't think so, just because I think that they're going to want Theory and Cena in a real match. Yeah. I mean, if, if, that's the thing, though, because if, if he wins it, I mean, you're not getting it for long. So it's going to be just like his last title reign, which was two weeks. When he right. won it back in 2017 and then lost it to Bray Wyatt at the next pay per view. So to get to 16. So um, I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I think money wise, you want to see Theory and Cena in a match. But um, as you said, I, I could see Theory pulling off the heist, you know, just like Seth Rollins did against Brock uh, a few WrestleManias ago and, and, and beating Roman Reigns. Um, to win the title a, a few ago 31 seven years ago was it 31 Jeez. yeah yeah i mean i just i personally think because they have lived cashers and so quick they're gonna have theory hold his for a little bit see Next i was five series i was thinking that he was gonna you know ca- beat whomever like i think they're gonna split the titles back out again at some point and you know theory cashes in gets it i could see him holding it and then Rhodes winning the Rumble to fight Theory. That would be interesting and fun. I think Cody Rhodes and – because if you, if you keep pushing 
theory to the moon as a heel. You know, he's fun. I like him as a heel. And Cody's your your baby face guy come back and win because I think they're just going to ride Roman and Brock till you know sunset. Which I do I do agree with you. I do think they're going to resplit the titles, which I think is just terrible creative that they they should have never unified them. Honestly, I think it was dumb. Maybe they did it to give Roman his break and give Brock his break, give everyone their breaks. So they don't have to have a guy hold. That's kind of what I'm thinking here. Um, but yeah, I, I I think you're right. I think something's going to come up where they're going to split them back up again yeah which is going to look stupid with the wwe but it is what it is but now vince is not that i mean he's well not still exactly. creative but yeah but that's what i'm saying though is that it, i think it kind of changes up a little bit you got something else there to run it so maybe they got different ideas they're gonna do stuff a little bit different which is good because that means i mean look at the way we've been picking wrestling for the last how long we we're we're very fucking good we're very predictable like, i mean we're nailing these so something's got to change. We shouldn't be getting six out of eight right on every pay-per-view. No. There's got to be a little bit of unpredictability here and there. Like Forbidden Door. A lot of us got nine or ten. Yeah. Yeah. I was listening to Busted Open Radio today, and Dave LaGreca was, like, jerking off on how, like, it was the best pay-per-view in years and all that. And I was like, it just wasn't that good. But Forbidden Door? Yeah. No. I just I thought the wrestling on that show was not that great. I mean, there's no storylines. It's just wrestling. There were some storylines, but not enough. It was just kind of like blah. And I was like, whatever. Yeah, I agree. And then um, switching over into UFC 276, I know we opened up with a no contest. Uh, Pedro Munoz and Sean O'Malley. I know it was the eye poke. Finger poke of doom. Yeah, shit. That kind of sucked. Um, not a great start to the pay-per-view, but the next fight was great. Love. Dude. Bam, bam. Bam, bam, Barbarina, man. 190 significant strikes in round one is what he threw. Unbelievable. That, like, that was that was the most fun fight of the night. Like, yeah. just to watch those two just go at it. And he didn't know what was going to happen. And then finally Barbarina caught him in uh, the second round, which was, that. it was just, it was fun. It was nice to see Robbie Lawler just keep taking punches. They were both taking punches. I mean, Lawler got him good. We didn't know who the hell was going to win that fight. That was definitely a fight of the night, no doubt. Um, and then uh, Pereira, or however you want to say it, Pereira, you know, however they want to say it. Yep. And uh, he he had the uh, the upset, so to speak. Knocked out uh, Strickland, which is great. Round one, great. And so that uh, that kind of sets him up with uh, Izzy, man. That's going to be fun because you. I didn't know until you guys told me in kickboxing he's two yeah. and zero against Izzy, and he knocked, knocked him out. He's knocked him out twice. Damn. Yep. So that would be, be. Yeah, if they do that, it's going to be a good fight. That's for sure. You think they shoot him up to the top? I think they should. I mean, and he's he's the one you said only had two two years so far in MMA, right? Yeah, twenty four months. Yep. And he's beaten, you know, and he's six and one now, I think. Um, and yep. he, he is an established kickboxer. But yeah, I think they need they they have to do that to sell that fight with Izzy, which is I mean, it's a it's a great fight sell. And you can sell it for the New Year's, you know, the normally they do a you know a New Year's pay-per-view. It, it's a hell of a sell. You can you can get that up, you're gonna get a lot of buys on that. There's a great backstory. I mean, everything's perfect. 
you could sell that for, you know, the January one or two pay-per-view, whatever it is. I think January one is a Saturday this year or next year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, sure. Uh, something. Um, but yeah, he, Sun- he Sunday. Yep. Sunday. So that it's a Sunday this year. January yeah. So 1? December. So new year's Eve is, you know, would be that. So UFC could have a potential new year's Eve card a little bit earlier on the East coast or some shit. Um, and that would be, or I mean, I guess it would be in Vegas really, but would be super cool and have that as your headliner. Um, yeah. Sign me up for that one. God, dude, that would be nuts. I'm just looking back at that, just all the all the fun stuff with kickboxing and everything else. And MMA, he lost at Jungle Fight 82, uh, lost it by rear naked choke in the third round. That's his only loss, and that was in 2015. So and he, so he's only had six other fights in MMA, three in UFC. Beat, uh, who was that? Michaelidis, Andreas Michaelidis, beat him in the second round. Uh, TKO flying knee beat Bruno Silva with punt or uh, unanimous decision on fight night uh, earlier this year. And then of course just beat Strickland. So, but like they said, you know, some of these guys that are higher ranked are taking risks by fighting guys like Pereira. So, and he obviously took a risk and he, he got beat. Yep. I mean, and good on Strickland to do that, but I think Strickland's a little bit overrated as well. He really hasn't fought top guys, and he finally does. It's the same thing Izzy would have done to him. Strickland is a great mid-card sort of fighter, and that's where he'll stay for the rest of his career. He'll never be a top guy. Just yep. what it is. He's not Izzy, good enough. So that when they kickboxed, they fought in April of 16, and he beat Izzy in China by decision. And then the next time he fought him in March of 2017, he knocked him out with a left that's over what third. Okay, that's what it was. So I think that's setting it up. And let's uh, let's let's go right into uh, we got to talk about Volkanovsky just dominated Max Holloway, dominated, yep. absolute domination. Yep, easily won all five rounds. Yeah. And that'll be. I mean, Holloway couldn't beat him. They're very respectful to each other, and that's it. They won't. I don't think they'll. They shouldn't fight again. So yeah, well, that was the third fight. He's three and zero against him. Hopefully, Volkanovsky moves up a weight class. Yeah, he says he wants to because who who did they say? Because who would he go fight now? Um, because he's featherweight. Usman, I think. I think Usman, fifty-five champion, or is he seventy? He might be one seventy. And so for just for this, oh, Volk- uh, Oliveira, Oliveira. That's right. We talked about that. That would be fun, yeah, Oliveira. And uh, he said he might do it. Uh, he ha- so Volkanovski is twenty-five and one. His last loss was in the Australian FC five, 2013. He has not lost in nine years. Dude's a tank, man. He just, he has a motor on him. He's a tank, Um, just a solid all around fighter in every sense of the way. So I would like to see him move up a weight class. And I think he could definitely have two titles in his hand. No doubt about it. Yeah. He has nothing. He has nobody to beat. I mean, he just fought in April. Wasn't that when he beat a Korean zombie? Yeah. Yeah, that, uh, nothing to prove. And then, of course, the uh, the best we, – we saw that Triple H, Triple H, Stephanie and uh, Vince and uh, old Pat McAfee selling McAfee the neck. Is, yeah. Selling the neck. And then Nick Khan was there, too. We just didn't see him on camera. Yeah, he and, was, uh, no, he was right, he was right next to him. Was Mac. he there? Yep, he was sitting right next to him. Okay. So they were all there. So why do you think Pat Mac was, uh, was there with them? Because he's Pat McAfee. 
Yeah, all the top people, you know, in the company. And then there's his fucking Pat McAfee. He's he's that guy. He, he's that good. He, he should be there. Yeah, I mean, he, he got Vince to do an interview for the first time in years. Same with Brock. And uh, But the coolest McAfee, thing we saw. I mean, honestly, McAfee is technically bigger almost in WWE with his podcast. I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. And he reaches uh, more people. And then it led into Izzy, probably one of the greatest, if not the greatest walkout ever in UFC coming <laughs> yeah. out to the undertaker's theme the undertaker. and wore the undertaker hat, had the, had the urn with cannoneer quote unquote cannoneers ashes in it. Just, that was so wild. That was awesome. Yeah. And the fight wasn't um, wasn't the best, but Izzy did what he had to do to win, and that's what you got to do in the fight game, man. You're fighting for wins. You can't knock everyone out every time. You can't submit everyone every time. Um, he fought to win, and he did that. So he holds the belt, and we'll see what's next for Izzy down the line. I saw John Jones talking a lot of shit. So John Jones was talking shit. He's got you know Pereira coming up. So I think you think they have Pereira do like one more fight just to confirm. Um, because what who would he have to beat? Whitaker, no, Cannonier? I mean, definitely Whitaker, probably, but I mean, I don't think so. Because if Whitaker beats him, Whitaker that doesn't mean Whitaker. I mean, that would be the guy who gets the next title shot, and Whitaker doesn't get another title shot. Cannonier probably not get another title shot for a little bit. So, I think, I think you're gonna have to have Pereira fight Izzy and, and just jump him up there. I mean, Izzy's beating everybody in that weight class, so you got to have somebody different, or he's got to move up. And the last time he moved up, he lost to Jan. So, uh, yeah. Yep. Last year, you can't you can't just go based off of rankings every single time of what we're gonna do here. You got to get someone new in there because it's starting to get old watching the same two and three fights every six months. Yeah, because who? Because Glover had the Glover beat uh, Jan, right? But yep. then Glover lost his title. Yep, he just lost to Yuri. Yep, to Yuri. Yuri won the title. So, do we know UFC uh, two seventy seven? Oh, that's kind of a kind of shit card, isn't it? Uh, yeah. What is it? Noons and Pena and uh, Kai Kara France and Brandon Moreno. Yeah, Derek Lewis and and Sergey Pavlovich. But what did we say? We wanted to see if uh, our boy Ty Tuovasa gets up there and fights uh, Francis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, two seventy seven is it's not going to be that great of a card. Two seventy eight. It looks like we got Usman. Let me say that actually. I'll go back through that. It probably will be a good card just because all the fights suck. It's always how it works. Yep. And then uh, two seventy eight, which is slated for August twentieth, the night before the golf outing, actually. Yeah, uh, have you you got in that yet? By the way, nope. So I do that. All right. So it's the night before Kamara Usman uh, and Leon Edwards fight number two, Jose Aldo and uh, Mirab. What is his name? Velashvi. Davilashvi, Paulo Costa, Luke Rockhold. Oh God. Yeah, that, that card doesn't look that great either. That's in August. That's 278. So we're, we're a couple years out, though, from uh, 300. That should be yeah. good. Yeah, yep. still a little bit away. Yep, and then uh, 279 will be on September 10th, so the week after Labor Day weekend. Uh, and we don't know. They, they have some fights on there already, but not any of the main fights. So they don't have anything really there yet. Yeah. Nothing big slated for that fight quite yet. So, so we'll Nagano's got to be coming up here soon. So, 
Yeah, he might be there or maybe even at 280, uh, which would probably be, be in October. Hall. So that could be the Hall of Verified as well for the 155 to get his belt back in September. So. Oh, yeah, because Oliveira lost it to – well, he uh, won the he fight. Didn't lo- he didn't lose it. He missed Wade and beat Gaethje, which is bullshit. So he, it still should be his belt. The UFC is just fucking dumb. Yep, I, I 100% agree with you there. So we'll see what happens. Got some UFC to go yet. Um, was there anything else with sports before we get into our whole new segment with the NHL? Um, I mean, the, uh, the NBA, um, I know we mentioned it with Jeremy, but, um, Gobert got traded to the wolves. Um, Zion signed a max deal. A lot of guys signed max deals. Uh, Jokic signed the biggest max deal in NBA history. I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, like 250 million or something like that over five years, right? Or four years? I believe so. Um, Garland signed with the Cavs. Um, the Pistons got a trade for Kemba Walker, which I think they're going to buy that out. Um, they're still in talks with, um, you know, Durant and Kyrie leaving Brooklyn. Malcolm Brogdon got traded to the Celtics for a bag of peanuts. Which I love <laughs> for a bag. Of, you're absolutely right. Yeah, well, that doesn't help Jason Tatum sucking in the finals. So uh, oh, hopefully, replacement for that. I know. Um, trying to think what else. I think that was about it for the NBA. Um, NHL, then, NHL they, they draft. Got a small, small thing for the bench. They got Gallinari too. Yeah, I saw Gallo. Um, if he stays healthy, he'd be all right. But coming off the bench, yeah, it's not. I mean, it's. Not bad. They gave up some of their bench to get uh, Brogdon, but, you know, get Gallinari, good coming the off Cavs, the bench. I mean, the Cavs pretty much got a uh, championship wrapped up because they signed Robin Lopez, so that's good. <laughs> uh, hopefully, um, hopefully they um, hopefully they sign Sexton. Uh, giving Garland the max, I love that. It's, I think it's a great move. But I'd really like if they signed Sexton to keep that young core together and let them all play. Question for you. Do you think Brogdon is going to be a starter? Um, He's a point guard. And obviously right now they got Marcus Smart there. Yeah, I'd, I'd prefer Smart off the bench. Yeah, same. No, it'll be interesting. Do you think uh, Brad Stevens is president? Do you think he's made uh, kind of any bad decisions yet on his trades? Mm, no, no, nothing. I mean, nothing that's going to hurt the team. No. And then Udoka was uh, was good to put him on the bench to coach and uh, Brad Stevens up top. So, I mean, that's fine. The Celtics, they, they got rid of uh, Daniel – Thies and Aaron Naismith and Nick Stoskis, Malik Fitz, Jawan Morgan, and a 2023 first-round pick, which, you know, they're going to be like 30th. So 29th or 30th. So not a not a bad thing for them, getting a guy that averaged 19, 5, and 6. So, yeah. And then Gallinari signed a, a two-year deal with them, and uh, so it'll be good. Just kind of wrapping that up, get some guys on the bench. Should be all right. Yep, got a long way to NBA season, and there's still going to be a lot more moves coming. Yep, they gave the uh, the grades those those uh, 
so-called experts gave the Celtics an A minus and they gave the Pacers a B minus on the trade. I would say the Pacers would be more of a C minus, but yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right. So NHL, what do we got going into that? Like you were saying. Uh, Draft will be tonight when you're listening um, Thursday. So it'll be interesting. Um, you know, I think the top two guys are pretty much set in stone and the rest of it, it's, um, you know, it'll be, it'll be an interesting draft. There's not, um, there's not like that guy this year, like there has been the last few years, um, to draft. So it'll be, uh, said it'll, it could be a, it could be a crazy draft where, um, you know, you could, you may have to reach for some people and you may not, but there's not a lot of, um, big time hockey talent out there. Like there has been with, you know, your Austin Matthews and your Kimo Kukalaki and all these other guys who've been out here in the last few years. So should be, um, should be rather interesting. See what these NHL teams can do and see how they draft. Yep. And uh, so this is the first time in pretty much almost 10 years. You don't know who's going number one. If you remember back then your new, uh, Stanley Cup champion Nathan McKinnon went first back in 2013, and uh, they didn't really know if he was going to go one or not, and he did. So this year, it's like who's going to go number one, as you said. Uh, yeah, I think um, I don't know. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Shane Norris or whatever his name is. I think he's going to go to Montreal at one. The center. Um, that'd be that's my thought. That's what I've seen a lot of people saying. So I would not be surprised if that did happen. And then uh, with uh, the new thing you wanted to kind of do, we were starting with the NHL, right? Going with uh, – so we wanted to go what, – what were the things we were going with? Uh, we were going with, what, top players, just a little bit of team history, anything like that. I, I think we wanted to kind of go over and see who the, who the best players in team history were. Yep, and who was who was going to be our first one? I don't know who's in alphabetical order. Arizona. Yeah, we've got Anaheim. That's right, Anaheim Ducks. Anaheim, the Quackers. Yeah, so the uh, the old mighty Ducks. Obviously, their their best player uh, was Adam Banks, ninety nine Banksy. <laughs> Not Charlie Conway, the captain. Who was Banksy? Um, I would say. It would have been Goldberg, but that's fair too. Well, he was kind of cracked out for a while. Yeah, but I mean, when he played there, he was solid. It's the goalie. Yeah, Julie. Julie uh, wasn't bad either. Julie the cat, Gaffney. Yeah. So, so with um, with the Ducks, you know, some of their history. Would you say that? I don't know. Their best player was probably what Tamu Solani. Um. I mean, they had Pronger at one point. They had Niedermeyer, uh, Rob Niedermeyer, and Scott Niedermeyer. Yeah, both the Niedermeyers. I mean, like top of the top. But um, I, I mean, you got to put Pronger up there. Did um, they have? Oh, I'm trying to think too, because I honestly had Arizona in not Anaheim because I don't know how to read. <laughs> um, I mean, they they had Ryan, you know, Ryan gets gets laugh. Probably is one of the top guys there. Oh, Paul Korea. They had Paul Korea. 
Paul Correa, yeah, he's probably right up there as well. So, I mean, those are probably some of your your top, tippity-top best of, um, you know, the, the ducks there. So, it probably is Tamu. I mean, he was there forever. Um, I'd still – I mean, I'd still probably say Paul Correa was – they're probably even. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Even. I mean, Korea and Solani were, I think they're probably about the same amount of time. So. Yeah, he, he played for the Ducks pretty much his whole NHL career. He played for the Winnipeg Jets in the uh, mid-90s, and uh, early in mid-90s. And then he went to the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim, went to San Jose for three years, went to the Avalanche for a year, and then back to the uh, the Ducks. So NHL stats, he had uh, played in 1,451 games, had 1,457 points, so averaged a little over a point a game, a hair yes. over a point a game. 684 goals, 773 assists. Not bad. Not bad. Did they have a title, right? Was it like 2007 they won? Yes. They beat, um, fuck, they beat Ottawa. Who, yeah. The Ducks? Yeah, they beat Ottawa. I think it was 2007. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was 07. They beat the Senators in five. Yeah, he was a member of the Stanley Cup, the 2007 Stanley Cup championship team. I'll remember that because, you know, those were the days when Detroit was in it and still in the West and they would have to play Anaheim. So I'd be up um, watching West Coast games until one or two in the morning. Yeah. So the with Anaheim, obviously that team – came about because of the movie. I mean, that's why they became a team. They have their one Stanley Cup, obviously, and uh, as you just said, 2007. And, uh, yeah, because when did they – when did that team actually start? The team was founded in 93 by the Walt Disney Company. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. by, or AB, uh, Disney for a while, and then – They sold it to Henry and Susan Samueli – along with Brian Burt, changed it to the Anaheim Ducks before the 06-07 season, and that's when they won the Cup. Yep. Yeah, because it was um, – yeah, because I remember that. It was right um, – they changed their logo. They took Mighty out of it, and then they won the Cup. Yep. That's right. I, I used to love their uniforms, and then – yeah. I think their uniforms got lame. Yeah. yeah. They were cooler when they had the old uh, – the duck hockey mask. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and they beat Detroit in the Western Conference Finals that year, too, to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of fun about them. You know, Walt, they were founded <laughs> because of a movie. Yeah, and won a cup more recently than, uh, you know, like the Canadians and all these um, teams' story histories. <laughs> Yeah, they did. They haven't made the playoffs though in the last several years. They've kind of been struggling. They lost in the first round to the Sharks in seventeen eighteen. They were forty four and twenty five, and then since then they haven't been over five hundred. So they've kind of struggled as of late. Yeah. Well, they'll be back eventually, maybe. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know, man. That, that's going to be that's going to be tough to come back. But yeah, they still. Because their their mascot is it still Wild Wing? Is he still the mascot? I have no idea. 
to tell you. Hmm. I don't know, but that's uh, that's a little bit about the Anaheim Ducks. I mean, they're basically 30 years old at this point. And have a cup at least. They do have a cup. Didn't take them long. They won it after uh, basically 14 years in the league. Vegas has been there a couple of times. They made it to the final their first year. We'll get to Vegas at the uh, the end of all of this. And we're done with the NHL. Any more fun facts about the old Anaheim Ducks? Nah. Fuck the Ducks. That's what I say. Fuck. Duckworth. Yeah. Duckworth. That is what it is. And then um, as far as everything else, you know, obviously we have this in the NHL and MLB still not much going on. We're halfway through the season, so we'll give our preview in September uh, when we get closer to the MLB preview. And was there – oh, the other big news in sports, USC and UCLA going to the Big Ten in 2024. So the Big 16 now. Just fucking join. Just make two super conferences and get it over with. That's where they're going. Seriously. I mean, that's – It's a money grab. They got the East Coast when they took Rutgers in Maryland. They wanted the East Coast market. They already have the Midwest market. Now they're going West Coast market. The Big Ten is. It doesn't make sense. Like it, when you're it trying to make sense, out, they're already they're on all Fox. the TV deals. Yeah, they're already on Fox. Now they've got the whole country covered. I know it, it does, but it, it yeah, it just doesn't make sense. Like, can you imagine? Like, I was thinking about this the other day, and it was kind of brought up too. But can you imagine, like? you're a student on like the track team and you play, you play for Rutgers and you need to go make a track meet all the way over in USC. And then make <laughs> they it do it all the time though. They said it already happens. Back, make it back in two days for your final that you got to have on Tuesday or something. Oh, like no, no, don't go into why, that. Why, bullshit. why do you college think athletes, that- college athletes don't give two fucks about their education. They want their money. And why do you think they have uh, these, no, no, these no, no, online no. classes now? Everything's online. No, 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 no. They have tutors to push them right through that. And then they go to a job interview and they're like, ah, yeah, I graduated. And they're like, oh, but you played uh, sports on a team. So you got the job. Yeah, yeah that's taking the easy way out. With that argument. Is it? I just, I, I don't, to answer your question, I just don't get it. Doesn't make well, sense. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, you know, staying up till 11 at night to watch a football game, 10, 11 at night to start. The, you don't think so? Nope. They won't. Any, any Ohio State USC game will be on at 8 o'clock. o'clock. It'll never happen. It'll always be a primetime game, whether it's in Ohio or whether it's in California. It, they'll never do a 10 o'clock for them ever. It'll never happen. For Rutgers, when they play UCLA, absolutely, they'll play a 10 o'clock game because no one gives two shits about Rutgers and UCLA. It's all about the big schools and it's all about the money. And that's why Notre Dame will be in the Northern Conference with their NBC deal here in two years when they make their two super conferences. And they're going to change schedules and uh, all these teams will be playing like an NFL gauntlet schedule and they'll get away from these nicky knack, um, you know, shit games, which I hope they never do, but I think they will. And it'll 100% all be about the money grab. Yeah, you're going to have like just like and the, and the NCAA will get bought out. Yeah, the NCAA will be no longer. I about guarantee that. I, I can tell you right now what you got to do is you got to break up the group of five and you got to break up the power five. Make the group of five 
their own division, make Power Five their own division, take the 65 teams or whatever that's in the Power Five, keep on doing what you're doing now, take the group of five, let them have their own national championship. Toledo's never going to win a national championship. Northern Iowa's never going to win a national championship. Make make it their own division. So, because it's just, it's pointless. Very, it's not college basketball. Very rarely do you get the Michigan Toledo outcome. Very rarely. Now, it almost happened in Notre Dame this year. I get it. They won by three, game winner, you know, last, last play of the game almost, but very rarely do you see any of these small schools beat these big these big schools, power five schools. It just doesn't happen like it does in college basketball. So I think you break those those uh, group of five up, you break the power five up, give them their own national championship, keep on doing what you're doing with the power five, keep the bowls the same, and then go from there. I don't know. I don't quite know if that's a true statement because if you – gave a percentage of the number of games in college basketball compared to football and that, I mean, you're forgetting about um, teams like Townsend beating South Carolina or whoever the fuck beat them. You know what I mean? It happens more than you think. It's just not happening to your team. So you really don't give a shit. No one cares at Townsend or whoever beat South Carolina or Howard or whatever it was a couple of years ago. I can't remember what team it was maybe even last year. Yeah. But I think if you really think about it, it happens more than you think. eventually it's going to come down to, like you said, two super conferences. It's going to be like the NFL. They're going to have two conferences, divisions within those conferences. They'll have a playoff set up like the NFL. And then you're going to have these small schools like Dubs talking about, like your UTs or your BGs or what have you, that are going to be like NIT schools, and they're going to have their own little thing going on because they're not big enough to get to the NCAA playoffs and uh, or you know whatever you want to say, college football playoff however big they get that to be. It'll be interesting to see how it shakes out in the next 10 years. Yep. But we'll see. But in the meantime, we've still got a show to go. So we're going to wrap this one up. So thanks to Wes Anderson for moments of time. Thanks to All Work Clothing, Crandall's Quality Landscaping, Connell Barrett, DatingTransformation.com, and Sparty Steve. And uh, Waldo is in Pasadena. So thanks, Pasadena Parrot, for coming back. you got to stay on for the next one. We'll tell you why here in a moment. But as always, good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good night. Well, that was confusing. Go football. Ugh.